Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. All-Star Reviews, Indigenous All-Stars defeat the Maldi All-Stars 22-14. Look, this game, ironically, not ironically, but usually when you think of these games, you think of attack, you think of the, you know, all the highlight reels from all the legends of the games doing incredible things in the All-Star game. What I was so impressed with, so impressed with, the Indigenous All-Stars defence was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, I feel like there was a period of like 20 minutes where they were basically on their line the whole time in the second half. Uh, some standout to me was Hines and Trindle. Hines and Trindle were outstanding. Hopgood was outstanding. Um, but just uh, we'll start with the key standout for me from an NRL perspective is I felt that every single Sharks player had a good game. And that bodes well for the start of the season for the Sharks when you've got key players in key positions playing really well. Um, boys, what did you think about the match? Yeah, I think uh, it's a very good point with the Cronulla halves you bring up. Uh, obviously, last year, Matt Moylan, he sort of just sat in a pocket, got the ball when the ball came to him. Um, and Hines is very ball dominant. And we know how talented Hines is. He's obviously Dalian medalist, second or third last year, whatever it might be. But I, I think it'll be a strength of Cronulla that they're not so Hines dominant this year. I think they need a 5'8", like Trindle there, um, to take a bit more ball. And fuck, I thought he was good. Trindle was outstanding. Oh, see, I've always, I've always seen that in Trindle. It's just, I think, <coughs> sometimes when you're a rookie, you see it in patches, yeah. and it's about seeing it at 80 minutes of footy rather than 20 minutes of good footy, 20 minutes of quiet footy, 20 minutes of good... I was outstanding. Also, what I'm... You know, we spoke about it quite often, but Hines, really in his third year of first grade as a seven, like as an out-and-out seven, needs to lead a team around. But he is really rounding out his game. Some of his decision was almost the decisions of a conservative seven where you go like smart kicking game, kicking on the fourth, all these little details that you pick up whilst 
you know, learning a trade, we're starting to see Heinz develop. I think when you look at Heinz this year, I think like super coach numbers and stats will probably be down in the last few years, but I think it'll be better for Cronulla. Absolutely, because when you go play Cronulla, at the moment, it's basically like shut down Heinz, the attack's mm. gone. Yeah. Whereas now when you go and play Cronulla, hopefully, if this goes continues going as well, you don't know when Heinz is going to inject himself, which will actually make him more dangerous. And you've got to also worry about Trindle, who is a really, I think he's a really good like made four or six. I, I don't know whether – look, maybe he's played seven uh, coming through the grades, Trindle, yep. but I think he's tailor-made for a six in the NRL. Oh, I loved as well, and they only did it a few times. I hope they do it more throughout the year. When they went right, occasionally Trindle jumped into first receiver and then gave it to Hines. And, you know, Hines has been great the last three years, but like, let's not forget, it was only three years ago we thought, fuck, he could be one of the most dynamic fullbacks in rugby league. So I loved him getting the ball a little bit wider too. I, I think they can really complement each other nicely. Yeah, I love what Fitzy does there with his halves and with even Matty Moylan and Nico last season, just linking them up so often. You don't see a lot of clubs do it these days and it annoys me a bit at times. And certainly not the emergence of Trindle. He's been around for a few years, been in and out of the top grade, absolutely braided in this and... I did not see it coming that he'd be almost the more ball-dominant half in this game. I can't wait now to see the Sharkies come out and them two boys play together in that light blue and see what sort of style they play. You'd assume it'd be pretty similar because yeah. that's what they've been training with all pre-season. Mm. And you boys covered it well, but it's just going to take a lot of pressure off Nico to be organising and being the man all mm. the time for them. Uh, and on top of it... Moylan, we know, was terrific in attack last year. Defence was the issue. Trindle, a much better defensive halfback. So helps that defensive edge problem as well. And it's also the beginning of a pairing. You know, these pairings sometimes take... Even like Dylan Brown and Moses took a while to get, you know, to, to work it out. I mean, what's been the benefit of Luai Cleary? The benefit is they played all their juniors together. And so these things take time. So you would assume that they're going to be better next year, better the year after. They've got at least five years together. That can only be a good thing for the Sharkies. Only be a good thing. Um, now, uh, other players have played really well. Oh, what do you think about the game, Hammy? Yeah, no, good game. And it's a good point about these two halves. Um, you know, being able to go and play for like another team together, like out of their normal surroundings as well, just to see how they're kind of clicking. Good, good, uh, a good thing for the Sharks there. And obviously a good opportunity for them to test a bit of depth when they played their game too. But exciting game. It's always exciting. Good to see all the passion and all that sort of stuff. Boys are pretty fired up. Um, especially the fox and stuff when he got over, got a, got a couple of meaties. <laughs> oh, he's looking good. He was looking good. So Picked out of his mind. Yeah, no, it was good. Carnivore diet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking a leaf out of your book. Nah, <laughs> well, I haven't really, haven't really done the carnivore diet before. Really, but maybe I should try it. Twenty twenty four. Reach out at a car. Uh, I thought um, another guy that just it devastates me because look, I'm going to reveal my could be anything tactics from the draft last year, uh, last week. I was saving the number one spot for either Mozart or Willison. Now, I'm concerned that I have... Willison has developed quicker than I thought he was going to develop and he'll no longer be eligible for a could-be-anything jersey next year because, geez, he looks good. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing in recruiting, unfortunately. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. both going to be stuck in the very small shadow of Jai Gray this time next year. Uh, but, yeah, Willison was unreal, mate. I... I'm locking him into your 17 for round one. Oh, he's got to be there. And just the the versatility offers, because he can do the tough stuff, but he's got a bit of footwork about him as well, like for yeah. such a big boy. And also, 
he's just got the right attitude. He, you don't see him slack. Well, you usually don't see him slacking off. He's usually trying to make the big plays. And that's where, you know, because Payne Haas comes across as such a, a quiet kind of guy and I wouldn't say reserved, but he just comes off as a quiet guy. But because even though they're, they're not exactly the same body shape, but they're both quite big and quite mobile for how big they are, what I really like about Willison's development is he's working under Haas so that let's say he was working under another big forward that kind of set standards where it was like, look, we're a big forward. We come on, we do the fun stuff, and then we go off. If we miss a couple tackle here or there, we're going to be kept in the team because we do all the good stuff. What I love about his tutelage under uh, Haas is Haas will be saying him, mate, you don't just get away with being big and mobile. You have to do the little stuff. And at the moment, right now, it looks like that's the attitude Willison has which can only be a good thing heading into this season. Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, he was awesome. You know, obviously lose Tommy Flegler there as the key one at the Bronx. So if he, we know he can come off the bench and do a job, but if you can one-up that and become an enforcer for them off the bench and be that X-factor middle role, look out. Uh, the other one, going back to the Raiders, but Joey Tarpany. There was a lot of reports coming out of the Raiders preseason that he was just killing it, looking as mobile and fit and strong as ever. Scored that opening try and you just going, wowee, he's in for a big year, I think. If he was at any other club, every time you brought up the top tier front rowers, he'd be in the conversation. Definitely. But because he's at the Raiders, like, put it this way, we talked about uh, New Zealand versus Australia and we you know, celebrated, rightly so, we celebrated Fisher, Harris and Leota, rightly so. The best forward on the field was Tarpenau that day. And, it's, it's not even, and that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, that's how good this guy is. We're talking about a guy that can outplay arguably the, the best front row pairing ever. You know, you could make the argument Leota and Fisher-Harris are the best ever. Tarpanair regularly is the best forward for the New Zealand side. Um, mate, he is... When we talk about well-rounded, you could make the argument he's the most well-rounded uh, front rower in the game right now. Has everything that you need. Super strong in contact, incredible footwork, can ball play if he needs to. He's got a motor on him, heaps of ticker. He's unbelievable, Tarpanin. Yeah, we know it's a bit of a running joke, like players that the Newcastle Knights have lost, but geez, he's climbing up that list rapidly. Imagine, oh. imagine if they still had him. God. Crazy. And, and what's, what I love about Tarpanin's journey is there was a period there where you're going, is this going to be a guy with a bunch of talent that just doesn't seem to just click for him? I mean, it was only two or three years ago. He, it looked like he was gone from the Raiders, like genuinely gone. Was it even that long ago? No, nah, no, it wasn't long at all. Maybe two, yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah, it was. It was. It was not that long ago. Now he's gone to probably the, in the last two years he's been their most consistent player. I don't I think I've seen him play a bad game of footy. Joe last Tuffy. two years, no, not not last two years. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him play a bad game at of footy at any level. And also, he even <laughs> Tarpin is so good. Even when the Raiders are getting dominated, he still has a good game. That that's almost impossible in most you know scenarios. It takes like a very special player to do that. Uh, so good signs for the Raiders. Um, Hopgood, I thought he was outstanding. outstanding. Yeah, I uh, I was actually a bit surprised when I checked his stats. Like he he only made thirty seven tackles. I, I thought it, was, <laughs> it felt like he was. I know that sounds stupid. <laughs> but fuck, watching the game to me, it felt like he was in every second tackle the entire night. But there was some really key ones on his line he made that were huge tackles. Um, and my, the thing that I loved most about Hopgood Hopgood's game, did you see when Willison scored at the end of the game? Didn't matter. Score was done, and he was filthy, mm. and he was about five people away from it. Yep. I just I love the attitude that yep. he has. He is just all in on everything. Yep, absolutely. And what I liked about it, it kind of to your point, Guru, 
is players like Hopgood sometimes because they have you know similar amounts of ticker like myself, um, they can go too hard. I go too hard in the podcasting game sometimes. <laughs> he goes too hard in rugby league games. Um, no, all jokes aside, they can go too hard sometimes and the quality of their work drops. So they get through a lot of work, yeah. but it's not all quality. What I liked about his performance uh, on the weekend was he every single bit of his work was quality. And, and that's... That's the balance sometimes those players... And I said, all jokes aside, I'm being serious when I say he genuinely goes too hard sometimes. Reed Marnie had the same issue coming through the grade. And, and I, I like to work. a very good note for Brad Arthur to take. He had a spell in this game and came <clears> back on. Look, yeah. I, I said I, better, but... yeah, Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, because look, I understand why coaches rely on guys like your Cam Murrays, your Hopgoods. I just think the game is way too fast these days. If you can afford to get someone off for just... 10 minutes, get him off. And if you are dead set on running with one hooker, my God, give him a spell at some point. Hop good. Surely, surely. Um, I'm trying to find bloody all-star stats. It's weird. Usually the NRL app is like really, moves really quickly. Mate, one thing that I wanted to bring up, and maybe I'm being a bit harsh, happy to be shut down if so, but, geez, I was really hoping, Katoni Staggs off the back of kangaroo performance and everything, I, I hoped he was going to come into this game and have... 12 to 15 runs in this game Had 9 The least of all the centres On the field I look at Matty Timoko He had 16 mm. Fuck I just wish Someone would grab Stags And go You can be the best centre In the world mm. You just need to get Your hands on the football What are your thoughts As a Broncos man Yeah I, I'm coming to terms with I don't think he'll ever be that It's just player. not going to be it, is It's he? just right. not going to be that He's yeah. going to win your games He's going to have Massive moments um, Which is okay As long as you have Another centre Or outside backs That pick up the, um, the slack from that. If you're, put it this way, you put Katoni Staggs in a team that struggles, he couldn't afford to do that because yeah. he's just so good. Whereas in the Broncos, as long as the team plan is, all right, Staggs, you don't have to do 15 to 20 runs a game, but when the big moments come, you've got to nail them and our other outside backs are going to get through that work. That's when you go, okay, that's fine. And Wayne Bennett used to do it all the time. He would have, you know, one edge that was almost really defensive-minded, another edge, when we need points, we go there. Um, I, I just, I, I think, look, I, maybe I'm making excuses for him because, and it, look, it might be the same as, um, oh, man, I can't believe, um, I can't believe I'm forgetting the Parry Eels wing's name. Freaking huge. Sivo. Sivo. Oh, oh, unbelievable. Um, maybe... Sivo and Katoni Staggs, physically they just can't do it. Like, because they're so big, the muscle mass is, they're explosive athletes. Put it this way, usually when you're an explosive athlete, like hyper explosive, you have, uh, your aerobic cardio is not good. That's why when we see guys like Haas come through, you're like, what the hell? Now, maybe Katoni Staggs is so explosive that um, his aerobic capacity isn't like uh, Herbie Farmworth, who is less explosive, but obviously crazy, crazy. He's still strong as shit, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? So maybe that is the case, but it's just a matter of the Broncos have to have a game plan that suits that style of play. Otherwise, he's just going to have to find a way to get those 15 carries in. Yeah, and you know, like I'm, you know, I, I don't even want, I don't want Katani to have 30 runs a game. I mm. just want him to get to double digits every week. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. Like, yeah. I, I'm with you. Like, I'm not sitting here pretending like I did, wouldn't want Stags to do that. Yeah. I just think we've been saying this for like three years now, I reckon. Yeah, and it's I fair. just don't yeah. know whether he he's going to do it. He just sits there 
and waits for it to come to him. And when he does, he's such a freak, he's such a beast with ball in hand that he does enough damage to sort of avoid any criticism because he's such a talented footballer. He just never goes looking for it. Like, find ways to utilise him. And we've spoken about it time and time again, but, but bring him under. that. We saw what the Dragons did with, with Jack Bird and he made that awesome line break coming underneath in the midfield. Get Katoni doing that. Like, bring him into the game. Yeah. If he doesn't want to go looking for it, force him into it. Yeah. And I think it might be because at the Broncos you could make the argument it's a game plan thing. That's why he stays out on his mm. centre. But because you see it happening in um, rep footy, you go, okay, maybe it's more of a Stags <laughs> thing saying, I'm a Ferrari, I'm not a, you know, I'm here for the big moments, I'm, I'm not here. Someone else that's less... Because the problem is this, is like the argument that you could make from Stags' perspective, or not even Stags' perspective, but from a perspective of someone that is pro... Um, it's almost the Latrell Mitchell argument at centre. Latrell never had 15, 20 runs no. when he was playing centre. Yep. But you'd spin him the ball, he'd win you the game. Now, Tony Staggs is probably a little a step below Trell in that regard. But do you want your strike centre gassed in the big opportunities? Um, now, the argument against that is like, well, Herbie Farnworth is good to go, you know, pretty, pretty much all the time. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to change. I, I think Guru nailed it. All right, gone are the days, you know, we've spoken about it, two years on the trot, saying, you know, we'd love to see him having 15-plus runs a game. All right. He's not going to get to that, and that's fine. He doesn't have to, as you said. He's a different style centre to someone like Herbie, but get to double digits. Give me 10 plus yeah, each week. I agree with you there. I, I agree with you. you. I'd be, look, if I was his coach and I was coming from the perspective of um, he's our weapon, I'd say I still need at least 12. Yeah. I'd, st- I'd still need at least 12 from you. Um, and look, if we, if we play that game and you have 12 to 15 runs and a moment comes and you're gassed, we can talk about it mm. then. And, you can, and I can say, you know what? You're right. That's not your forte. Blah blah blah. Um, they're, yeah, they're professional athletes. They train all the time. He sits on his edge. He'll make ten, fifteen tackles a game. If you're having you know, twelve runs a game, you should be ready to go for that for that big moment. Yeah, I just think back to my time, and there were periods where, like, I might have, you know, fifteen, twelve to fifteen runs, and like there are periods where you get fully gassed. Mm. Like if you take a run, it's it's a shit run. Um, and, and Katoni is much bulkier than I ever was. I was small, so... But then you look at a guy like Toto, and he's just fucking churning through runs. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to see a... Mi- Put it this way. If he gets through the season and there's a minimum kind of average of, like, 12 to 15, I would love that. I would love that. I definitely don't need any more than 15 from him, though. That's when I think you're going silly. Yeah, no, no, and that's really fine, but I think mm. that 12 is a magic number. Like, yeah. I'd love to see... Mads challenge him and say, hey, I need you to be taking 12 if you're going to be in the rep arena with us. Because, mm. like, that's what holds me back from, like, picking him as mm. a blue, to yeah. be honest with you. Because he yeah. just – he doesn't do work coming out of his own end. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. Um, uh, who else? Josh Kerr. I thought the front row pairing, Kerr and Mitchell um, – Kerr was outstanding. Mitchell, how much has he improved since he's coming to yeah. an NRL system? Great signs for the Rabbitohs. They've almost gone from a side that if you had a weakness, it was their forward rotation to if all their boys are playing well, it's one of the stronger rotations. Yeah, if you think Shaq's in that system because of his last name, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. Mate, he, he's got something about him. And I, I think he's the kind of player that is just going to get better and better each year when, he's got, when he hits his, like, how old is he now? Is he, what, is he, is he Charles' younger brother or older brother? Older, so he'd be about 28 now. 
27. So I reckon when he, he's the type of player, by the time he's like 30, that's when his peak will be. Um, but I thought he was really, really good on the weekend. Josh, really Josh Kerr did the same thing last year in the All-Stars game, came out and killed it. We, we've always liked him mm-hmm. on this panel, and I hope he comes out and plays a big role for the Dolphins and Brains this year. They've got so much forward depth, so he's going to have to win that spot. Mm. But... They're such a good footballer in Josh Kerr. I think if you go back to the 2020 Origin Series, he was there for all three games, didn't play a game, but Wayne Bennett gave him the Queensland Spirit Award. Oh, really? He did in camp, yeah. So Wayne likes him, so that's terrifying for all involved. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've always liked Kerr. Mate, I want to give a little shout-out to someone that came off the bench. He's been out of the game for a long time with injury. Bailey beyond Iodo. I thought he came up with a couple of very good defensive plays. I thought he uh, really changed their attack too. Yeah. There was a lot of lot more danger around the ruck when he came on. Unfortunately, he's a utility at the Canterbury Bulldogs, which might be the hottest real estate in the <laughs> world. So very tough, but yeah. he can play. Um, now, another um, another good player. So for the Maldi side, so Indigenous side, great defence. I will say Maldi's definitely copped uh, a few tough calls. Uh, the one with uh, the great Hamiso, not the Hamiso next to me, the Hamiso that plays NRL. I've got some rough calls too. <laughs> we move on. We move on. Yeah. Uh, that Him getting out of the trial line, I know he did step out, but are you serious? Him getting out of the trial line like that? You are kidding me. Name <laughs> another footballer ever that could do that. GI, that's it. GI I'm not even convinced, sorry. Really? Um, mate, the way that he moved, I know he stepped out, I get it, but... Fuck, I'm not even convinced the GI could have just gassed everyone like that. Because he's so big. Yeah. Mate, it was wild. And he didn't just fend anyone. <laughs> he fended Dave Gagai. Unbelievable. Top five Dalian this year, Hammer. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. I think he'll rack up points for the Finns. I think they can improve. Yeah. And I just think he'll be the one just accumulating, accumulating. I think he's in for a huge year. Um, well, he has to be because like, he's a genuinely the marquee guy that, that if you're going to make a finals push... Your marquee guy needs to be killing yeah. it. And they've got a gun forward pack. A fully fit Marshall King off the back that will create a lot around the rack. I think there'll be a lot of... I think Hammer just sniffing around the rack. He's going to score so many tries with his support play. Bit of broken field play. I'm so, I'm very keen on him. He's another guy. I know he's been in the, the NRL way less years. But he's another guy that you want more runs out of him sometimes. Mm. Not sometimes. A lot of the time. Mm. Um, and I think that's going to be his biggest challenge this year. It won't be the, the crate. We know his highlight reel. His highlight reel is already pretty, pretty set. It's like, mate, as a fullback, you're looking at nearly a minimum of like 18 runs a game, minimum. And if you're not getting to that mark as a fullback, especially Hammer because of his speed, I just want to see him supporting through the middle the entire game. Uh, the entire time. Anytime there's even a chance of an offload, he's there. Or you need three atrocities, you know. Like if you, if you aren't going to be having 20 runs or whatever – you need to have three or four tries, or two to three tries in the game. Where like Pappenhausen's so special, his support play we know is incredible. Anytime the Melbourne Storm have a half break or someone gets an arm free, Pappy's there. Um, now, multi side, uh, I thought they got some tough calls, um, but I thought uh, I thought the cheese was outstanding, outstanding. He always seems to play mad in this game, but every time the cheese was on, Indigenous side looked rattled through the middle there. He was just um, everywhere. Uh, another guy, obviously, I thought Nikora, Nikora was good. Harpner, we've spoken about him. Uh, Leo Thompson. <laughs> I was just about to say, for the 37th week in a row, can I get Leo <laughs> Thompson around? Wow, out. He, he has come out of nowhere. I think he's the best front row forward at Newcastle. I really do. Mate, wouldn't argue that hard against it. Would not argue that hard against it. You know it. I loved as well, at the start when they had the war cry, he was leading. Love yeah. that. Imagine that they were standing in that circle with Joe Tarpano, these sort of guys, and they went... 
Leo Thompson's our fella. Wow, Froth that. What? How old is Leo Thompson? He's still only about what, 23, 24? Yeah, I would have said 24. Max? He could be younger, honestly. So we're talking about a guy, third year, first grade. 23. 23. Oh, Knights fans, get aroused. <laughs> um, so he's 23 years old. He's already played in a record win over the Australian side. And I say it every time, but metres per minute, literally the most on the field that game against the Australian pack, comes out in his next big game, the All-Star game, first game of the year, kills it. Um, I, t- I tell you what I would be doing if I'm Knights, though, is, geez, I'd be trying to jig that salary cap up because clearly the Saifidi brothers would probably be on the big coin. There'd be a lot of clubs sniffing around Leo Thompson. How long's he re-signed for? With pretty big cash too, because what do we always talk about? Front rowers are so hard to come, like damaging front rowers, very hard to come by. Um, really, I'd love to know how long he's signed for, and then also, I mean, we're never going to know how much, but he, surely he'd be on unders compared to what his trajectory looks like it's headed. For sure. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be looking at. I'd honestly, round by round ten this year, if he's continued this, I'd be looking to extend. If I'm the Knights I think he's got a huge future up yep. there Yeah 23 He's only really played one year in the front row He come on basically as an edge back rower uh, I thought he was outstanding um, Anything else the Maldi boys guys? Just uh, your boy Jackie Howe looked alright He did 43 minutes yep. Good strong ball runner strong isn't he? No missed tackles mate. Reminds me a lot of Critter uh, Angus Crichton sorry mm, Yeah When he first started oh, he's <laughs> the talent's undeniable. Yep. It's, it's there for all to see, isn't it? It's just like little, like he'll do this like like a crazy throw mm. out the back or something, like little little tiny parts of his game. But you can see that there's a bloody good edge back roll there. The plot just thickens again, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> like if he came out and played average, you'd be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But then you see what he can do and you're like, fuck, what's going on here? I just reckon they're being super. Look, I, a mixture of two things. I reckon he's a rookie. That needs to harden up around the edges. I'm not saying he needs to toughen up. I'm just saying the edges of his game, just to like, harden up's the wrong word. Um, round out, round out the edge of his game. And I think that that's what they're doing with him because they see him as a 10 year player. And Storm are sitting there going, we don't want to ruin this guy's development because that could ruin his whole career. As well as I reckon maybe he was less well rounded than they thought he was. When he, you know, a couple of years ago, and it's just taken a little bit longer than expected. Do you think he's at the storm in five years' time? Fucking hell, rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I'm saying, like, like do, do you think that he his future will be at the Melbourne Storm? Like, do you which way are you leaning at the moment? Like, because um, I, I I don't disagree with what you just said, but fuck, I can see the other avenue as well where he's just not ticking boxes there potentially. Oh, that's a tough one. I was actually looking at it from a different perspective. Because he's a next generation of athlete, mm. does he get the big coin from a Sydney or Brisbane club and be like, I want to live in you know, New South Wales or Queensland? Yep. Um. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It, look, if he, if he delivers, I think he does stay long term because Storm, like they keep their man, usually. Yeah. Like what's crazy is 
when they lost Tino, it, there wasn't a big hoopla about it. Looking back on it now, it's massive. It is huge. Yeah. They lost Tino because yeah. imagine that forward pack with Tino in it right now. Like, Just thought them into your top two every season if Tino is still there. Seriously, that forward pack with Tino in it. Wow. And I know. I, and look, Storm fans, I know you're all sitting there going, "Well, they he was offered, you know, massive, massive coin and and all that kind of stuff." So I understand that, but. If I remember correctly, around that time, they had Dale Finucane and Cheese as their kind of 13s. Yep. And I think they set aside money for Cheese and they let Dale move on. And that was what lost Tino, is, is the, the idea of Dale leaving a year later and also thinking that Cheese would be that 13 mm. and also losing Cheese. When, you know, looking back on it now, you go, shit, they had just known... Yeah, far out. Oh, look, I'm not sitting here saying the Storm um, made a mistake at all because how do you keep a guy that's going to get offered 700k as a rookie that's only played? Because he got that contract when he was like, what, four games in, five games in? Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm just reading his bio on the Melbourne Storm page. It obviously hasn't been changed in a few years, but it's like, it said, and he'll be looking really hard to push for a debut in 2022. Like mm. We're now 2024, <laughs> he's played one game, and going into that game the other night, my mail was that Kane Bradley was the, one of the favourites to land a back row spot. I'm talking about Tino. Oh, sorry. I was talking about Jack <laughs> Howell. Sorry. I really Good enjoyed chat. watching that play out, just watching yeah. your two face. <laughs> I saw his smile and I was like, oh, is this a trap? What am I doing here? <laughs> um, yeah, about Howell. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Howell. Yeah, for sure. I, so maybe it's just it's just a matter of a bit more edges need to be rounded out and they, it just happened a little bit slower. But I, I think he looked bloody good. Mm, looked yeah. bloody good. Um, uh, anything else with the... Um, I thought Dylan Walker had a fucking crack too. Had about 20 hit-ups or so, as yep. he always does. Um, not a heap outside of that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 